Always be content. In spite of what you have to suffer, always be content. The Lord who is good will send you all you need. These were the words that Our Lady told Sister or Saint Miriam of Jesus crucified. She was a Carmelite nun known as the Little Arab. But these words were not spoken while the saint was at Carmel. In fact, Our Lady spoke these words to her when she was only 13 years old, after she had already been martyred for the faith. After she had already been martyred for the faith. But just a little before this, she was speaking to a Muslim man who, who had her at her home, and he uh, tried to convert her. And uh, St. Miriam, being without guile, simply said, No, no, I'm holding on to my Christian faith. I'm Catholic, and I honestly hope to die in my Catholic faith, which is the only true one. Well, at these words, the Muslim man was angered. He kicked her down, and then he slit her throat. And then he and his wife took the body of Miriam and, uh, and placed it in a grotto outside of town, some little cave outside of town. And there it was that Our Lady appeared to her. She appeared to her and she stitched up her wound across the, the, the throat, brought her back to life. And then she nursed her for numerous days, bringing her soup. At one point, when Miriam demanded more of that marvelous soup that Our Lady herself had made for her, uh, Our Lady said these words, That's enough for the moment. And then she added these words, Always be content in spite of what you have to suffer. Always be content in spite of what you have to suffer. These words stayed with St. Miriam all of her life. She remembered them in all of her uh, uh, events that happened throughout her life. This incident, though, um, happened on the 7th of September, 1858. And Our Lady was nursing her back to health on the 8th of September, 1858, which is the birthday of Our Lady. She was a little, in a little way, uh, a birthday present for Our Lady. Because if we go back to St. Miriam's life, um, we could see that it was all, all sorts of, uh, filled with all sorts of trials, but also all sorts of great graces and gifts. Before she was born, her parents made a pilgrimage to Bethlehem. And there they asked Our Lady to send them a little girl. And they promised that if they had a little girl, that they would, at the age of, when she was at the age of three, the weight of that child they would offer in wax to the church there as an offering for this gratitude of this uh, gift that they received. But it wouldn't come to be because... Um, St. Miriam, uh, little Miriam, uh, died at, uh, or they, or, excuse me, their parents died when she was only three years old. And so she was sent off and she went to live with an uncle. And when she was five years old, living with this uncle, um, she would do things, uh, she loved nature very much. And at one point she took a little bird and uh, she wanted to give it a bath. Um, she noticed that all the children get baths and she wanted to give this little bird a bath. Well, the bird didn't do well in the bath. In fact, it died. And it died in her hands. She was very saddened by this because she loved this bird very much. But then she heard these words from God. You see, everything passes away. If you want to give me your heart, I will remain with you always. She took that to heart and she gave her heart to God alone. She began fasting on Saturdays. 
She also would make sure that when food was passed around, she would take the things that she would least like. She would make little sacrifices of these all throughout her young life. When she was 12 years old, however, her uncle arranged a marriage between her and a local man. As the day approached, she prayed and she prayed how she's going to get out of this. Um, She was asking our Lord for some solution. The evening before the marriage, when traditionally the the soon-to-be bride would bring in coffee at the end of the meal and she would have jewels there um, before the man she was about to marry, uh, St. Miriam came up with an idea the night before. And so she went and she cut off all of her hair and she placed them there on that table along with the jewels. The uncle was, uncle was so maddened that he kicked her and beat her until she started bleeding. And then he forced her to be a, the servant. So the, uh, she told the servants to give her the hardest work that, she, that they could have in that house. And it is here that she came across this Muslim man later on and that she suffered the incident that we mentioned. But this little saint went on to have an extraordinary life after Our Lady appeared and nursed her back to health. She went to various cities after this. She went to Alexandria, Jerusalem, to Jaffa. And she would work for uh, uh, these families as a simple servant, rich or poor, it didn't matter. And she would work in the most menial tasks and she practiced the greatest charity. And she even worked miracles of those who were sick and those who were uh, suffering in that house. But when she began to perceive that that family was beginning to esteem her and to love her greatly, she moved on to another family. She wanted not her own glory and her own peaceful life, but she wanted glory for God. And so she would go to another family once uh, once they stopped mistreating her and misunderstanding her. And she took on again those lowest jobs. Um, During this time, she wasn't shy of correcting other people. She was speaking the truth in charity to others. And one day, one of the noble ladies was dressed very elegantly. She was going off to a ball. Miriam warned her that her soul was in grave danger, that our Lord was extremely unhappy with her demeanor, which was an invitation to adultery. As she was going off to this ball uh, um, with, uh, with other men there. She was just a servant, but, and this woman was noble, but it didn't matter because God's glory was the only thing that mattered to Sister Miriam, St. Miriam um, of the Trinity, of, the, uh, of Christ crucified. Um, but this, so that she had a great love of God, she had a great love of neighbor. She would often say, love your brother more than yourself. Love your brother more than yourself. She was, she's an example of what our Lord commanded this man in the, today's gospel when he said, Go and do you likewise, going and, and binding the wounds. She did so spiritually by all the things that she suffered and all the prayers that she had. Go and do ye likewise. She finally made it to Marseille, France. Uh, the uh, in her, the uh, first order that she joined was that of St. Joseph. But as she was having ecstasies and moments of levitation and extraordinary phenomenon, they did not know what to do with her. So they said, go to the uh, Carmelites uh, in Powell. Uh, so she went there, which is a Carmelite monastery just outside of Lourdes. Um, And she continued, these extraordinary events continued in her life. Uh, 
Later, she, ex- uh, she accompanied a group of Carmelites who went to found a monastery in M- Mangalore, India. But soon her sisters, the chaplain, the bishop, and even the mother superior began thinking that these extraordinary phenomena that she was going through were not from God, but rather from the devil, and they expelled her. It's one thing to be hated or to be thought of less by enemies, but by your own family members, those who are closest to you. What a great trial it must have been for her. But she didn't hold them uh, in, in contempt. In fact, she said, All that has taken place was willed by Jesus. May his name be praised. It is God who has permitted everything. Great charity that she had. She returned to Powell, uh, but soon after, her superiors were inspired from heaven to start a Carmel in a foundation in Bethlehem and in Nazareth. And it is there that she ended her days. Well, let us consider some of her extraordinary events throughout her life. They are extraordinary events. However, we, in our ordinary uh, ways, can learn so much from these moments. There was a moment where, our, where she went through a 40-day trial that she had to endure. The devil was so furious over souls that he was losing because of her prayers, her sacrifice, her humility, that he, he, uh, he, he said out, uh, out loud, This wretched Aram, I will break her. The older she gets, the more my rage builds up, especially because of those marks. She's t- he was talking about the stigmata because she had the stigmata especially because of those marks. And he, he revealed how he normally attacks religious. He says that uh, he causes the religious to believe that he is not loved or she is not loved by the superior like others. And he starts to get them to write letters and words of complaint, murmuring, and finally to cause her to want to leave. Thoughts like, no one loves me. Or, they, I'm no good at anything. These are the thoughts that the devil stirred up. St. Miriam used to always say, the devil uh, fishes in troubled waters. And so, this is one of the ways that they worked. Another way was through a desire to know and hear all things. This is the way that he makes his inroads. These are the normal ways that the devil worked. But with St. Miriam, there was no getting into her soul. And so he, um, he, he made some sort of deal, the devil, with God. Just like Job. And he said that he would possess her body for 40 days. And then he would get a complaint out of her. So our, our Lord permitted this. 40 days she had to endure all sorts of sufferings and humiliations. The most common of this was the mute spirit that would come, and she would not be able to speak for, good, for long periods of time. And whenever she would come to, she would say, Lord, I offer you all this pain for the church, for the holiness of priests, for souls in distress, and for souls that are lost. And in this way, she kept that, that, uh, that spirit of God, that charity in her soul, The devil was so humiliated by her responses that he begged God to get out of his deal, this 40-day deal. And God responded and said, You asked me to put her body to to the test for 40 days. You will not get out of it until these 40 days are done. And so the devil had to suffer in seeing all these attacks that he was doing and St. Miriam and the Trinity converting more souls because of this and his power diminishing in the world. St. Miriam once compared 
pride to humility. He said, she said, pride, everything infuriates it, everything annoys it, everything angers it, brings it down. Pride, everything revolts it, everything distresses it. It has anguish in this world and in the next. Humility has joy in this world and in the next. She suffered greatly for those around her, for souls especially that were marked for hell. She suffered because she knew how to suffer as a Christian. There are three ways. St. Ignatius Loyola points out there are three ways of suffering as a Christian. There's another way of suffering, but it's as, as a pagan. We can suffer by complaining, by grumbling, by, uh, by, by cursing God. We can, that's how a pagan suffers. That's not how a Christian suffers. But a Christian suffers in three different ways. First of all, they can suffer by accepting what God has sent them. Lord, I wouldn't want this to happen to me, but you did it, so be it. That's the first way. A second way, and it's more elevated, is by thanking God for the sufferings that He sent. He sends us sufferings, we say, thank you, God. Third way, and this is the way that St. Miriam of, the Trinity, or of Christ crucified suffered. She suffered by seeking them out. Seeking out different sufferings in which she can be that good Samaritan and bring others to the stable of the church, imitating what our Lord said, go and do in like manner. She knew the importance of humility. Um, once our Lord visited her and said, give me a priest, find a single one who is seeking only me and who seeks nothing for himself who doesn't go out of his way to make beautiful speeches simply for the effect of those speeches that might have that they might have on souls. Miriam, St. Miriam says, But Lord, there are still holy priests on this earth. And our Lord said, If there could be found a single one completely disengaged from himself, who looks only for the glory of God, that priest would do prodigious things. Miracles would spring from his hands. She was, he was speaking it at the time that St. John Marie Vianney existed and came around. A great priest. There was uh, her devotion that she had to the Holy Ghost. She had a great devotion to the Holy Ghost. In a letter that she sent to Pius IX in 1877, she wrote, No person in the world or in these communities who invoke the Holy Ghost and has this devotion will die in error. The world and religious communities are looking for novelties in their devotions and are neglecting the true devotion to the paraclete. That is why there is error and disunity and why there is neither peace nor light. We can think of so many things, people running after the false apparitions, major glory uh, of the, uh, the uh, Rosa Mystica false apparitions, seeking out, well, this will help out our community, or, oh, this will help out the world. When they are neglecting that most important devotion to the Holy Ghost. She desired to love Christ more profoundly, and she realized that going to the Holy Ghost was a way of doing so. Speaking to him, she said, It is you who makes us know Jesus. The apostles remained a long time with him without understanding him. But one droplet of you made them understand him. You will make me understand him also. She used to say this little prayer, Come, my consolation. Come, my joy. Come, my peace, my strength, and my light. 
And she would often say this little tiny prayer, this little tiny litany. Holy Spirit, inspire me. Love of God, consume me. To the right path, lead me. Mary, my mother, look down upon me. With Jesus, bless me. From all evil, all illusion, all danger, preserve me. Well, this little Arab, she died on the 26th of August, 1878, after having fallen and wounding herself on the 22nd of August. Her grave was inscribed with these words, Soul of singular graces and virtues. She distinguished herself by her charity, her obedience, her humility. What a great example for all of us. There's somebody that we can follow after and keep close to our heart in these difficult times. We recall the words that Our Lady spoke to say, Miriam and which she kept in her heart the rest of her life. Always be content in spite of what you have to suffer. Always be content in spite of what you have to suffer. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.